Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of fuckery where you're disappointed but not surprised co-host. I'm Addie. I'm Alex. So we have a kinky, kinky episode for you guys tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Kinky, kinky. Our friend Richie got into some shit back in the day with some BDSM, which then led him to meet a lot of dominatrixes, which then led him into a little fetish called financial domination. So basically me and Alex want to start doing that to people and just having them pay for a lot of our shit. Yeah, like pay us, you ugly fuck. Exactly. And then they do it. And they do it. I'm like... Like Euphoria, where she just like bashed the shit out of him. Right. was like, you fat fucking bald asshole. And <laughs> yeah, he, like, like you have a little tiny bucks. dick. <laughs> I need to find a guy that is into financial domination and I will just humiliate you for the rest of your life while you pay me. Well, remember we found PayPig or whatever? Yeah, PayPal Money Pig or something. Yeah, but he never paid us. He never paid us. And we, we just, just like, humiliated him. a little dig. <laughs> We're like, you're ugly. Yeah, your face looks like a thumb, you fat <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and, and then we screenshotted his like photos and shit of his dick and he would get pissed off oh at yeah us. he was so mad he would get so mad so he never paid us but like his name was paypal money pig and you sent him feet photos and then he was supposed to pay you and i don't know I he think never it was paid us it he was, was obviously a scam. and he looked like a thumb and he was fucking hideous so um we're actually coming up on the holidays soon christmas hanukkah you know, New Year's Eve. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. So we want to wish everybody a happy holidays. And Alex just kind of threw a bomb on me. Literally. What's going to happen after the holidays. So Alex knows a lot more than me about like politics. Well, I just like follow like, you know, all those conspiracy pages that yeah. might not be conspiracies. But um, yeah, like the deep state and the QAnon shit. Don't judge me. But they were saying <laughs> no, how fascinating. like. Yeah, like after Christmas, we're going to go into a lockdown again not even because of covid but like martial law and then we're going to go to war it's going to be like world war three with like china iran russia anyone who like tampered with the election they're going to arrest all these like world leaders media whoever you know like interfered in the election and we're fucked so they want us to stock up on like medicine pet food food for yourself yeah um cash like take your cash out so anybody so. that's listening, I guess go get some toilet paper and some fucking baked beans and keep it in your cabinet. Yep. And Alex and I are just going to be bunkering down together watching horror movies. Yeah, with your gun. <laughs> with my fucking shotgun named Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but like, guarantee my job just doesn't close. No, definitely not. We will never close. Like today, snowstorm. Nope, we're open. Hour delay. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So if that happens, that's going to be a fucking shit storm. But we hope everybody has a happy holiday. And if Before we die, we happens, love you all. Thanks we for love listening. You all. Thanks for listening. Except for you, Carrie, you fucking twat. Give us two stars. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're calling in Richie because um, it is a snowstorm today. The traffic's bad. The roads are kind of closed. So we're going to dial him in. So if it's a little audio malfunction, just deal with it. But it's COVID, so everybody's doing audio right now. So anyway, here goes Richie. Hey, Richie. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Good How did you manage in the snowstorm today? 
Um, I mean, I'm my own boss, so I just kind of have the freedom to kind of stay home and tell everybody to work from home. And it, I mean, we had the pandemic a few months ago, so everybody's kind of set up at home anyway, so it wasn't that difficult. Um, so I just haven't left my house. I door dashed everything that I ate today, and that's about it. Nice. Okay, so Richie, well, I know we're going to talk about financial domination. I don't know a lot about this. I'm so excited to hear all about it. Me but too. I want to start from day one, like where this fetish started, what led you into it, the gateway of the financial domination shit. Uh, there's, there's a definite progression. And it kind of goes back because, so here's the thing. First of all, I'm in recovery um, Me too. from drugs and alcohol. Okay, yeah. So I'll have six years on December 24th. Oh, um, congratulations. Congratulations. I'll have nine years on March 8th. That's amazing. Thanks. Oh, my God. That's, that's so fucking so, cool. Congrats, man. Thank you. And that, that kind of ties in because I was doing drugs that might make it where you don't do a lot of sexual things at all for a long time. Crack. So... <laughs> <laughs> heroin cocaine everything doesn't matter but the whole thing is that like i had no sexual like i had no libido for like i don't know how many years yeah so first of all so that's part of it too so and i was also broke obviously because you don't do heroin and cocaine and all kinds of drugs and have this money laying around so i was completely broke and everything like that i had some like fetishes in the beginning where it was just more like um s&m type of shit but the financial domination thing never really played into it it was more just like s&m like i was a more submissive person oh so you and, were the sub you liked to dom yeah we were just right, talking yeah, so, about this shit me and alex about how i can never be a dom in a relationship right most a lot of women can't like a lot of women either can't or they think they can't like most of the time with women, like they, they're naturally want to be submissive. Yeah. Right. Um, or at least like, you know, not like the middle of the line, have like a little bit of control, but mostly be fucking tossed around a little bit. But yeah. And I mean, I think, I don't know, like, I, like when, when I was younger, I was a lot more like not open about it. So like before I before I got clean and like had any self worth or anything like that, I never used to like give a shit. I would just like have regular like vanilla sex. I never said anything about it to my partners. Like I would just never even mention that like what kind of porn I would watch at home or anything like that. Like that would just be something that I would never tell anybody because I was afraid to be judged for it. Right. Whereas like now I don't really give a shit. What kind of porn so, do you watch? Just like mostly like S and M type of stuff like. Like, I'll just watch, like, domination type of videos, like uh, female domination, stuff like that. Okay. But that's where it really start, started to come from. So when I got clean, um, I, so it was, like, 2014 in December. I was broke. I was probably, for the first time, having a libido again. I was, like, getting into porn again. And then, like, I, like I started, like, stumbling upon things because... You could like stumble, go down rabbit holes watching porn where, oh, where yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. where it's like you're watching one thing and then the re related video like looks like something cool. Click on that. And it kind of like, 
gives you a little bit of a teaser into another fantasy. So, like, what happened was, like, I'd just be watching, like, some domination video, and there'd be, like, a dominatrix, like, beating the shit out of some guy. And then all of a sudden she would do something like financial domination where she would, like, be like, oh, give me your wallet or, like, go into his bank account or, like, like certain types of shit like that. And it kind of just, like, like uh, triggered something, I guess, where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I started like looking into more videos like that. So that's basically like where it probably began a little bit. <laughs> and then, um, so then from there I started like, I started a sales job. I started making money. And then, so I had always like thought about this shit, but I never acted on it. <laughs> so this is where it gets like, where I started exploring my fetishes a little bit. Ooh. Cause I started making money. I moved out of my mother's house and I got my apartment and then I was like, fuck it. Like, I was dating some girl who never knew that I had any fetishes or anything. So I was so, like, scared to get judged. So I was just, like, on the low, like, find, like, girls on Instagram or whatever. And I'd be like, yo, come to my apartment and beat the shit out of me and I'll give you $200 or whatever. And then from there, I just, like, I slowly started exploring more shit. I was like, oh, like, like look at this, like, financial domination video. Like, do this to me. Like, that's how I really started exploring that type of shit. Did you find so you just found doms on Instagram or it was like just random hoes, like random chicks? No, like I probably found some professionals, but I always like finding girls that aren't into it, that aren't like doing it for a living, <laughs> like convincing them to do it. I feel like Alex and I will totally step on your dick for 200 bucks a pop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll call you after the show, but, but okay. that's really how it would start. Like, like I, I would like. I would literally, like, just, like, find some girl on Instagram and be like, all right. But, like, I, I didn't just, like, start in a DM and be like, yo, um, let me send you money. Like, it was, like, I would, like, befriend them first and, like, talk to them and everything like that. And you can tell if somebody's down for that kind of shit or not if you if you have, like, common sense. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean, some girls are so vanilla that they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Ew. And they, like, get, like, squeamish about it. So, Clearly, Ugh. they're not the ones who are in it. But some girls are just like, 200 yeah. bucks, step on your fucking dick sack? Okay. <laughs> right, exactly. And, like, that that's the thing. Like, now I could actually, this is the difference. Back then, I, I probably for years, I don't know how many years, I would, like, date girls that had no idea what I was into. And I would just do this shit on the side. Or when I was single. But then, now that I'm I'm a little bit older and, like, more experiences in life. Now, if I'm dating somebody, I don't give a shit. I'll just be like, yo, like, this is what I like. And if you don't like it, then we're probably not going to get along. So well, yeah, because I feel like your partner has to know what you're into and you shouldn't be living like a second fucking life with somebody else. Unless that's what, yeah, it gets exhausting. Unless that's what you like, unless you yeah. like like the secrecy <laughs> of it. Is secrecy a word? No, secrecy. I don't like that at all. <laughs> it's just, the, the problem is I grew up in such a, like a, such a, um, not not sheltered but like my family didn't talk about sex yeah like nobody would talk about sex or anything like that like just very like so to me like here's the, like i don't give a shit about talking about this to strangers or anybody friends but if it can't like if anything sexual comes up in my family i get so uncomfortable i'm just like yo like i don't want to be in this conversation at all right now well, yeah. it's 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 kinky shit too. So to talk about kinks with your family could be a lot sometimes. Yeah, but no, even like if I'm watching, if I let's say I'm at my mom's house, sex scene on like TV. Anybody, 
Exactly. If there's a sex scene on TV, I'm just like, I can't even look at the TV. I'm like, this is embarrassing. Gotta go. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'll take my phone out. So te- I don't know. Like, just like, it makes me so uncomfortable. So, but so that's probably why when I started, like, dating and, like, like I didn't want to talk about this with girls that actually knew me, especially because now they know my friends. And also my friends didn't used to know this stuff either. I only told my friends what I was that I was into this shit within the last like two years. So I was afraid, like if I break up with this girl, now she's going to go tell my friends that I like this weird shit. Right. And I didn't, and I thought it was weird too. So I didn't have enough self-confidence in myself. Like now that I, like, I guess I grew up a little bit and I'm like, now I am who the fuck I am. And if you don't like it, then I don't need you around me. Right. So now I don't really give a shit. So tell us about your first encounter it was just some random girl on instagram i want to hear details um, about the first time that you were like you know what i'm gonna go through with this all right so i'm, I'm pretty sure the first one was like probably like the day after i moved into my apartment okay wasting and no time i, I know wasting no yeah time, i couldn't Richie. wait so i was in ronkonkoma and I guess, this, all right, so this girl came from, I don't know if I even want to say what town she was from, but she was in Nassau County. Okay. okay. And so, I don't know, I had been talking to her for a little bit, and I was just like, I was like, listen, so I, I guess, I don't know how the whole conversation happened, but I was like, yeah, come to my apartment. So she was like, all right, um, and this is a weird thing, so she's like, all right, I'll get on the train, and you can pick me up at the Rockhampton train station. So I was like thinking to myself, this girl's a little bit nuts because if I was her, I wouldn't come meet me at a train station around Ronkonkoma. Yeah, Ronkonkoma is like pretty aggressive for the train station. It's massive. And did you know who she was or she was just a random Instagram chick? Like, had you met before? No, so, no, we hadn't met. So I was. Oh, yeah. Well, and Whoa. then she has no getaway car. Yeah, she's got like, no getaway. God forbid. Correct. So what she did, I think I, I'm pretty sure I was 24. This is in 2015. And I'm 29. Yeah, so I was 24. And she's like, all right. She's like, I'll come, but send me a picture of your driver's license. So I'm like, all right. But here's the thing. I could have sent her a picture of anybody's driver's license, but I did. And then she came and she's like, all right. She's like, just so you know, if you like rape me or kill me, my sister's going to call the cops and they have a picture of your license. So I'm like, all right. Um, like that ever stopped so me before. Her- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wasn't even in a joking mood at that point. So I was nervous myself. I get probably more nervous than half of these girls do. Cause I'm thinking to myself, they're going to set me up to fucking rob me. I'm paranoid. So I like went to the train station early and drove around in circles around the block. And I'm like, all right. So I, so I see her come out of the train station, pick her up, bring her to my apartment. And she was like, she never did any shit like this before. So she was like, she was like, oh my God, what do I do? So I'm like, so I was like telling her, I'm like, all right, kick me in the balls. And she's like, oh my God, that hard. And it was like, it was like annoying. Like, like how much I had to like tell her what to do. But then by the end, it was all right. Like she, she stayed over like two hours. I thought I gave her a couple hundred bucks. I don't remember what the prices were or anything. And then I was like, all right, it was cool though. Cause it was like the first time. So even though it was like, not perfect i was like all right that was fun like, i had a good time whatever well you're breaking so, it in the yeah. first fuck with anybody is never that great i feel like yeah i feel like there's so much pressure yeah it's just like there's so many nerves and you're just like too worried about everything did so you have sex right with her that. or did she just kick you 
no, she like kicked me, stepped on me, um, probably choked me a little bit. Um, I had, now this is, this is actually the other funny part too. So I had, when I moved into this apartment, a friend of mine had lived in the apartment before, before me, a guy that I used to work for or work with at the time. And he moved in with like some girl that he was dating. And then he was like, yo, take over my apartment. It's great. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. So I get there the day I move in. And just because he was like a dick, he put all these like sex toys all over the apartment. Like he had like, uh, you know, whips, chains, handcuffs, dildos, all kinds of stuff just because, and he like called me. He's like, Oh yeah. When you move in, I left some paper towels and like housewarming gifts for you. And I walked in and there's like dildos and fucking <laughs> anal lube and all this shit. I would have kept so that like, because whatever. it's fucking expensive. And now you have free toys. <laughs> Right. So that's what I did. Like I took all like the, there was some like DVDs of like guys blowing each other. And I took those and threw those out. But like everything that, that I might find useful, I like threw, I put somewhere. Yeah. So I, I think I used some of that stuff. I was like, here, like hit me with this. Um, but like, yeah, so that first time was just like a little bit awkward. And um, I guess it was fun, but I just remember it being more like nerve wracking than anything. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, she's never going to want to do that again. So I'm just going to find somebody else. And then, like, the next day, she texted me. She's like, oh, we should totally do that again next week. And I was like, all right, cool. Fuck it. So I was like, fuck it. All right. So then that girl, I ended up, like, by the time we probably probably became, I don't know, over the course of, like, three years, we were, like, going to Turks and Caicos together and shit. Shut the fuck up up how much money yeah, did you like, give her in three years i don't know but definitely over six figures she I has mean, my dream know. role as a woman <laughs> in life yeah i mean it was like i spent a lot of money but like it's just i don't really keep track like that like i i do what i do is like at the end of the year when i do my taxes i like go through all my shit and, like, I don't buy drugs anymore, so I know the only reason I would ever go to an ATM now is probably mostly for shit like this. Yeah. And I, like, add up, like, all, like, that and, like, Cash App and all those bullshit things. Then I don't have Venmo anymore to kick me off. But, <laughs> like, all those, like, all those payment methods and everything, like, I just, like, add everything up and it makes me sick. But it's what your pleasure. I do know is with, yeah, I mean... Some people like to buy a lot of jewelry, which I don't mind jewelry either, but that's just kind of like, that's my, what I spend money on. And plus, I, always, I also look at it like, if I was in a relationship, which I haven't been in a long-term relationship, really, like six months here, three months there. But like, when I, when I, if I was in a relationship right now, if I was paying, like, I feel like I'd be paying somebody's lease on their car and like, I, I justify it to myself that I would spend the money in other ways. You right. know what I mean? Like Christmas presents, birthday presents. Do you clothes, think it would have kind of Do you think it would have the same effect as a girlfriend doing it to you than just giving somebody a couple hundred bucks after the night's over? I feel like it almost makes it more fun, yeah. even though it's a repeat girl doing it, that it's not your well, partner. Is- you don't go to bed with her at night. You know, you're yeah. not like, hey, babe, how are you? Good morning. The next day, it's just like, hey, you kick my dick. Here's 200 bucks. I'll <laughs> see you when I see you. You know what I mean? So this is what I'm finding out about myself. I think even if I ever get married one day, 
I want to be like Ricky Ricardo and Lucy. Like I want to have separate beds. Yeah. Like I, I just don't like sharing a bed or space with somebody. I just hate it. And like, I was just telling somebody the other day, the last time I had somebody sleep at my house, I stayed up and stared at the ceiling all night. And I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, I just don't, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just weird like that. Like I, I, I like my own space when it's the end of the night. I get that. So, so that's, I don't know. I think I, the last girl that I dated, um, when we, it, yeah, it was the same. It's kind of like a role play. Like, I, it, like it was like she was playing a role and I was playing a role. I wasn't really, like, she's not really herself and I'm not really myself when we're in that, in that zone kind of for like an hour or whatever. Like, we're just kind of, when you're having sex, you're not the same person as, as, you know, in regular life. Like, when you're done, you're like, what the fuck are we just doing? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Like, the next time you're having sex, just think about, like, what's going on right now. Right. I don't know. I feel like, like not- I'm very present when I have sex. Yeah, but, oh, no, like, I'm you're letting your freak flag person. fly, and then you're, like, going to go make yourself a cup of tea. Like, it's very different. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I, I just, the last girl I was dating, like, we would, like, do these kind of things, but then, like, we would be watching Creep on Netflix after, and, like, it was, like, nothing happened. Yeah, like, right. Like, I guess, I don't know. Like, it's just, I've done it a lot more not with girls I'm in a relationship. I've only done stuff like this with, like, two or three girls that I actually was dating. Um, So, I, I guess I'm, because, you know what it is? Like, I haven't really found somebody that I've been with long-term that's, like, into it and good at it, and, like, so I guess I don't really know the answer to it yet. And maybe I won't be doing this with somebody I'm in a relationship with. Maybe I'll be like, you guys watch that show Billion? Yeah. That guy, Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. in the show, his wife, she dominates him, but she lets him go to like fucking dungeons and shit like that half the time. Yeah, I feel like with the type of kink that you have, I feel like you have to have some sort of separation too where your spouse is okay with you being like, dominated by other women because i feel like in certain kinks even if you're with a partner it's not going to always fulfill your needs for that yeah i mean it could this is the thing like she would have to just really be into it that's the whole thing not not that you'd have to really really like that would have to be her kink but she would just have to like get into character and like and like do it for me and here's the thing with me too like this is this is the other part of the uh i don't know the other side other side of the coin i'm just looking for a phrase that fits here but for me like i would care less like if i was in a relationship with somebody and she fulfilled all my needs and shit like that and she still needed to go get fucked by another guy i really wouldn't care are you open you're into open relationships i've never done it but i'm just saying like if i was with somebody that i liked and i like spending time with which i don't like spending time with a lot of people so good luck but like if i found somebody i liked spending time with and we were like getting along and the relationship was good and she was like fulfilling all of my needs with you know sexual and everything else and then she was like listen like like i need like like their sex outside of this i'd be like yeah like go do what you gotta do like i don't give a shit would Um, you allow another man into the bedroom with you and her or no i wouldn't like that no i wouldn't like that i mean i don't know maybe but i don't think i would like that um, I think it would weird me out. Like seeing like, it I physically. Don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to really know about it, but like, I would be like, yeah, like, you could go do that. I don't care. Like, that's fine. 
Yeah. So tell me about the BDSM in the beginning when you just started like navigating your way through this. Um, yeah, I guess. Did you get tied up like, and flogged and shit like that kind of stuff? I don't like getting tied up that much unless I really trust somebody. Okay. Um, cause it does freak me out. Cause like I had these girls, <laughs> I had these two girls that were sisters one time and they were tying me up in my room. And I had a bright wing on my left wrist and she was like, Oh, take your watch off. Oh. And I was like, I just had this feeling in my head. Like she was trying to steal my watch. So I flipped out and I fucking like threw them out of my house. So I don't know, like the tying up thing, I automatically get a little bit nervous. Like I would like, there's some girls that I have let handcuff me and stuff like that in the past, but I don't really like whips and all that. I like more getting like, Kicked, stepped on, slapped, choked. Um, Do you use the ball stuff gag? Stuff like that. Yeah. I've had a ball gag, and I mean, I don't get it. If that's not my thing. I, I won't. I don't shame other people for what they like, but there's just a lot of shit that I think is goofy that I just don't. I, I don't like the leather masks and, like, I don't know. Like, all the. You got those, like, suit, some, that, like, t- black tarp tight thing. Didn't he use that in Billions and she, like, pissed on him the first episode or something? Yeah, she put a cigarette on his chest and pissed on him. I've never been pissed on either. Um, I probably would let somebody piss on me. I've never done it before. Um, Let me think what else I've done. I know this. Like, this. so I'll tell you how my friends found out that this is what I was into. Okay. This is kind of a fun story. So... My last job that I had before I started my own business, I worked with like a bunch of my close friends from recovery. So we used to have this thing where like, if you had a problem with somebody in the office, we had boxing gloves in the back of the, in like the back office. And we would put on gloves and start boxing each other. And you got hard. (laughs) No, no. You came in Um, your pants. (laughs) No, no, no. Nothing Damn like that. it. So what happened was this. <laughs> what happened was this. I had just gotten the shit beat out of me like the night before by two girls from, I think they were from Quorum. And so what happened was <laughs> I I went, I boxed somebody and then I was so hot after because it was fucking sweating. It was like the middle of the summer. I went to go take off. Um, I had a sweatshirt on. I guess it wasn't summer. It was probably like April or something like that. And I you had titty clamps on still. <laughs> no, I would, but I was darkly black and blue all over like my chest and like that area. So my boy Jay was like, yo, what was that? I'm like, what? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. So, he, yo, they just wouldn't stop grilling me about it. So I'm, I'm like, nah, nothing. Don't worry about it. And like, like an hour later, I was just like, yo, why the fuck do I even give a shit? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to die one day. So I go, yo, guys, listen. And, and I just like had an announcement in the office and I just told everybody. And then it was like, it was just like this after that. It was like for the next, for the rest of the day, like the next two hours, everybody was just like asking me questions like about it and interviewing me. And then that was it. Now everybody kind of knows and it's out in the open. So I think all fetishes now are kind of out in the open, especially this day and age. Like nothing's that abnormal anymore. Like if I was dating a guy and he wanted to wear like a fox costume every time that he fucked, I'd be like, eh, nah. But if I was dating a guy and he'd be like, kick me in the balls, I'd probably be like, I'd okay. Be into it. 
And then he was like, I'll give you 300 bucks. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the reaction you get. Like, I've never gotten like a negative reaction, but I also know how to read people a lot. Right. So I don't. You're not going to ask like, some vanilla fucking girl yeah. that's coming out of church. You're like a little librarian that. that's never even got her t- titties sucked in her life. Right. And I don't, and I just don't do weird things. So I don't reach out to random people and say, yo, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I, if I have a relationship or a rapport with somebody, like, I know how to, like, get to that conversation in a, in a, in a natural way and then be like, yeah, by the way, like, this is what I like to do. And then I see how they react then, and I'm like, yo, by the way, maybe we should hang out sometime and, you know, check it out. Right. So, yeah, it's not, it's not something that, and then the worst, the worst case is that they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really into that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we can just be friends. And then, you know, I'm just a gentleman about it, but that's it. Like, I feel like I always see these things on Facebook where it's like some guy is like, yo, like, let me send you a picture of my dick and you could laugh at me and tell me how small it is. And then the girl's like, nah, thanks, but I don't really want to do that. And they're like, well, fuck you. You're a fucking cunt. And it's like, I just don't get that. Like there's so many women in the world, like, can't you just first of all learn how to have a conversation first and then be like, yeah, like I want to be humiliated so you can tell me how small my dick is. And if they don't like it, then just find somebody who does. Like there's billions of people in the world. We will totally humiliate anybody and enjoy it. We have right. a gu- and you should you should advertise that because we do we do there's this guy Chris Seaborn that sends us pictures of his micro wiener every single day and he like pinches the little oh, thing and we're like dude our fucking belly button's bigger like you have the smallest dick in America and he no he's in the UK in the UK <laughs> you know yeah actually he's in the UK there was another guy Wait, that so, we so, does he like that because he must do. Okay, I saw like comments, and I didn't know if that was like a stick you guys were doing. Or no, like, that's him. him. That's Seaborn. He's on our Instagram, and we posted the little wiener thing for the little condoms, and we tagged him in it. And then he's like, "I have a big Lord. dick." And no, you don't, Seaborn. It's on our Twitter. If you want to go and look at his tiny little wiener, we posted it on our fucking Twitter page. <laughs> but yeah, he must like guys, it because some he, guys do like that. He yeah. sends us wiener pictures every single day and he's like i'm big right yeah and it's trying like, to convince us it's honestly i feel like my pinky nail is bigger 100 percent. yeah my nail my pinky That's nail is bigger I, I don't fucking know yeah. and then there was another guy that we interviewed with a micro wiener and we like were asking him about it and um he's like well you can interview me but then i'm gonna jerk off on camera for you and you have to humiliate me so we just like laughed at his dick the entire time while he was on camera Holy shit. Yeah, yeah and we ate our sushi and we're like what's bigger your baby dick or our fucking piece of sushi you little tiny dick well, and he loved it you know what you know what? It's kind of good that a guy with a dick that small gets off on that because how the fuck else would he ever get off? Right. Like, it's a beautiful thing when you think about it because if he didn't have that fetish, he would really probably just be depressed and end up killing himself. Right. But there like, are I, penis like, sleeves. There are penis sleeves huh? in this world. We just found out last week that there's a thing called penis sleeves where you can put an extension to your dick on and like you, you like strap oh. it onto your balls and it's yeah. almost like a dildo I, I that goes that, on. 
we gave that to my old boss as a uh, secret Santa present. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure he secretly used it. <laughs> so I have a question: Do you yeah, come? Um, do you come when you get kicked in the balls, or is it like? <laughs> well, listen, I've gotten like foot jobs before, or I like. I'll, like, jerk off after, like, with the girl still there. Watching you? Or while she, yeah, or whilst, like, she'll be, like, doing something else, like, maybe, like, fucking, I don't know, like, either, like, stepping on my chest or, like, doing something. Like, like it just depends on, like, the moment. Like, I've either gotten foot jobs or jerked off while she's still there. Or, like, I've also gotten blow jobs or ended up fucking some of these girls. It just depends, though, like. There was one girl that was like adamant that that we had to fuck after, and it, it was fun. Like, I, like, I, like, I, I don't. It's weird. Like, I don't really want to. It's not that I don't want to fuck somebody. It's just like if it happens, it happens. But that's not what I'm like attracted to sexually. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I am more into like the kinks and everything else. But I also think that that's a progression thing because it wasn't like that when I was 18, 20, 21, 22. It's just like with drugs. It's like. If you like, I didn't realize when I was a young guy getting into this stuff <clears throat> that the more I focused on that, the more it was going to become about that. And not that I want to change anything now, but I just think if I wasn't, if I kind of like steered the other way, I probably wouldn't be the way I am now. If that makes sense, I just think because I kind of, I kind of leaned into it that that I kind of uh, like got I got to the point where like you need more. Like, the same things don't get me off that used to. Like, I used to, like, if I walk into a strip club now and there's, like, naked girls everywhere, I'm not going to, like, start getting a, a fucking hard on. Like, it's just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, when like, you were like, 15, you, you would, though. Exactly, yeah. When I was, like, first going to strip clubs, it was, like, amazing. And now it's like, I'll start getting excited if she if she does something to me. But other than that, you know, like, it's it just, uh, yeah, it definitely kind of went went to the point where it gets a little bit more extreme as time goes on and now like i gotta see certain things or get into certain situations before i start getting turned on do you feel like there's no turning back now like there's a guy that comes into my job and he is very sexually aggressive and he talks to me about a lot of stuff and he gets into some really far-fetched shit like very far-fetched i talk to you about Oh, please. Shit. I work in a car dealership and he he's a wholesaler. So like, the, yeah, no, people what? talk oh, to me about so much shit. I'm like the mother goose there and everybody talks to me about literally everything. And there's like no boundaries at my job whatsoever. So he hears about and then like, I, you know, especially if I mention that we have this podcast and like he sees some right. of the stuff that we post and he's like, yo, I didn't know you were into that. So he it's thought, like an open door for him to bring it up. Exactly. You know? And he thought that I have the fetishes where I don't have the fetishes so much like I'm open to hearing about it. I'm opening to try new things, but I don't particularly have a fetish where this guy says now it's like, it's almost like a curse for him because normal <clears throat> stuff doesn't fucking arouse him anymore. And he, he feels oh, like yeah, he can't that's go a back. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't like, I've tried, like I tried to go back a little bit and like, you could do certain things. Like you definitely can. So the one thing that I did was I was like, all right, I'm just not going to jerk off anymore. And I'm just going to make myself go back to being like a 16 year old kid where like a strong breeze will give me a hard on and see what happens. And like, it kind of works. Like you could like, 
like it's almost like you go back to being a, like a 16 year old again and then like the slightest thing can get you a hard on again and then you could maybe try to you know go down another path but it's it's like if, if you're in recovery then you know the same thing with like alcohol or drugs yeah you're gonna when go back you do pick up you pick back you don't pick up where you left off you pick up where you would have been if you never stopped yeah 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 so so it's the same thing i've done it several times like i actually stopped for like at one point, like, I know at one point in 2016, I was, like, 40-something days. and Without you know, getting that kicked in the dick. Without, without doing, without touching my dick. I, I mean, unless I oh. took a piss, like, I didn't, Yeah, like, I was, like, literally celibate um, and, like, no masturbation, no porn, nothing for, like, 47 days. And, um, I never, I didn't tell her at the time, I didn't tell everybody why I was doing that, but I was like walking to work every day and cross it off my calendar. And this guy, Leo was like, he's like, you're out of your fucking mind, bro. He's like, you should, he's like, he's like, he's like, I know you used to shoot heroin and I think it's crazier that you haven't jerked off for 30 days. Like, but either way, like I, I did that just because I was trying to like, see if I, if I, it, it's, it's almost like you want to see if you're still in control of your own, um, your own fetishes and things, things like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I mean, there's things you could do. I don't think you'll ever get rid of it. I think you could probably ignore it, but it's always going to kind of be there, at least for me. But why would you um, want to get I, rid of it though? Because I feel like it's not hurting anybody. I mean, unless you have a yeah. serious addiction to it and you're literally losing all of your fucking money and you're going bankrupt, right. then there, then it becomes a problem. Right. But as long yeah, as you so can maintain that and not spend all your money on it and like it's not hurting anybody. So then why not just do besides it? Yourself, I, besides yourself. Besides yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might be left with <laughs> one nut later on in life, but like, yo, YOLO. Right. <laughs> um, personally, I don't really try to go. I don't really try to fight it now. But like at the time when I was really trying to stop, I was still hiding it from everybody. So it was still something I was a little bit ashamed of. First of all, so I used to like, sometimes these girls would leave my, leave my house. I would just be so ashamed of myself. I would be like, like the lights would just go off and I'd like put on a uh, creep by Radiohead and just like be depressed. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm a piece of shit. Why am I like this? Like I fucking hated the fact that I liked all this shit. And not only that, I wasn't making money back then like I was now. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you felt spending, guilty. Yeah, I felt guilty because at the end of the day, I remember, like, I was making decent money, though. Like, I should have had a lot of money in the bank at one point. And, like, I was talking to this girl who was the secretary at my office, and I knew that she made way less money than me. And she was a single mom and all this shit. And we used to, I used to talk to her about finances because I am kind of smart about certain things. So she would like ask me advice about stuff and she was like, yeah, I got this much money put away. And I'm like thinking to myself, this fucking girl who's a single mom and makes like no money has more money in the bank than me. Like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. And so there was just, there were certain things that used to just like drive me nuts about it. Um, so there's certain things that I've done to like reel it in and be a little bit more controlled about it where I don't have to feel guilty about the money that I'm spending on it. And, um, and I also have to justify to myself, like, like I, I literally like put it in my budget so that I know, like, all right, I'm gonna spend this much money every month, 
and it's not going to bother me because that's money that would otherwise be spent on something else, you know? Have you ever got like a, not a hooker, but like a professional person that Dumb. you- First of all, I've, got, I've gotten a lot of hookers in my life that have nothing to do with this. They're just, just for fucks. They're just holes. Yeah, you could say that. I think I think they're nice ladies and they have their own issues. <laughs> they make great casseroles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I that's another thing I always justified too. Like I used to like tell myself like, you know what? Maybe they really needed the money and like now they're like doing better and I helped them somehow. That's a good justification. I don't know. I just Yeah, I I would just justify it cuz I used to do before I was like before I thought I had a drug problem. And I was, like, just doing coke and Xanax for fun all the time. Like, we used to go. I just had friends where we would go to these places where they have prostitutes around all the time. And we would play games with them. Like, we would be like, oh, like, we have $120 and there's eight guys. So pick which one you want to fuck. <laughs> where would you go and, where you, know. like, had a plethora of prostitutes? <laughs> I don't want to get them shut down, but there's places you could go. <clears throat> there's several um but yeah i don't want to get anybody in trouble but like i just we knew where to go so we'd go there all fucked up and i even went there when i had um i think it was 30 days 60 days or 90 days clean i don't remember i think it was 90 days and all my friends that i used to do drugs with i don't know why i was hanging out with them this day but they were like oh let's go celebrate and they took me to this place and paid for a blowjob for me and then when i left i called my sponsor and i was like hey i was like i'm just celebrating 90 days i just went to a brothel to get my dick sucked and he was like really he's like why would you do that and i was like i don't know like my friends just took me out and he's like all right so he's like having this whole conversation with me he's like by the way what, what's the address to that brothel <laughs> <laughs> just because i want to investigate it <laughs> yeah i don't know exactly i have to but, make sure uh, yeah. it's okay for you and your sobriety <laughs> yeah I, I actually i don't i don't go to places like that anymore but but there, like there's people a lot of people in recovery that do that shit like for my first like probably 18 months i would always find myself wrapped up with guys are like yo let's go to the red roof in and fuck this girl that i know from back page like i don't know like i just always seem to be surrounded by perverts for some reason well sometimes you switch one addiction for the other yeah. so if you're not using drugs you want to have sex all the time i don't know yeah it happens and i don't know personally i don't like here's the thing when i, I used to go to this therapist um and she told me she was like listen she's like if you have a sex addiction there's a good chance that you were molested at some point in your life were you and she, and she was well that's the thing so at that time, I didn't think the answer to that question was yes. But after talking to her, it like it like technically yes, I have been. But up until that point, I really didn't think so because I never qualified what happened to me as being molested. So details. I, so that's a. I don't know if I want to go into details on that, just because it's a little bit of a sensitive topic. Okay. But and it, Cliff and it involves other people. It's just, well, I was like seven and the girl was maybe a little bit older than me. And 35. she did things to me. <laughs> and, 49. But I was too young. I was too young to have a, um, I was too young to have an orgasm or anything. But I definitely had a boner. I liked it. I remember like I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was cool. And I never thought it was anything bad about it 
I just never really thought about it. But what I do know is that when I told my therapist about it, she was like, yeah, you were definitely molested. And I was like, I don't think so. And she's like, yeah, you were. And then I was like, all right, fine. I guess I was. So that's part of it too, is I think people, she, this, this was her words, not mine. She said that most people that have like uh, a compulsive behavior towards sexual, you know, sexual things, like 90 something percent of the cases, like something happened to you when you were a kid and you were developing sexually. So, I'll, so when she said that, she was like, were you molested? And I was like, no, she like, didn't believe me. She's like, really? And she was like grilling me about it. And I was like, well, there was this one thing that happened. And she was like, yeah, you were molested. So that's really it. I, like, I think that that might play into it or it maybe could. she just played a Jedi mind trick on me, but <laughs> Damn, my ex was a fucking cheating sex addict whore. I wonder how many times he got molested as a kid. Probably, he probably did. But here's the thing about it, too. That doesn't even mean that somebody else has to put up with it. It means that you got to do work on yourself. So, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, in my situation, like, I try to get to the bottom of this shit. And I just try to <clears throat> work on my own personal, you know, attitudes and behavior. But... I'm in a pretty good place with all this now. Like, if you talk, if you tried to talk to me about this three years ago, I would never admit to any of this shit in a million years. So now I'm just happy to talk about it. I really don't care. And um, it's yeah, really nothing it's, to be ashamed. No, about. not I mean, at all. People, this is like not. This is like vanilla compared to half of the shit that we've heard. Not vanilla, yeah, but like it's not it's not yeah. as crazy as the lot of a lot of the people that we that like, like want to be human babies and wear diapers. Yeah, and, people wear yeah. wear diapers and piss themselves and get their bop bop fed to them. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 weird. I'll definitely. That's you know. weird. It's because their mommy breastfed them till they were like fifteen years old, and then now they're like adult baby syndrome. That's probably why it is. No, it is. There's this guy I know whose friend's mom breastfed him until he was like 15 or 16. And it was like a very hush-hush. What hush. the fuck? Yep. <laughs> it was very hush-hush. And then like now he has like adult baby syndrome and he needs his like wife to feed him his bop-bop every single night. Oh that God. guy's mother should go to prison. Yeah. yeah. That's not even funny. We you try to get him on the crazy. podcast. I'm still trying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like, like, the, the great thing about it is that once you kind of embrace this shit, then you can actually enjoy it. Because I was saying before, like, years ago, I would be ashamed of it. I'd try to stop, and, like, it was just like, I don't know. Like, it, it, would, it would cause a lot of stress in my life that, like, now it's just like, all right, it's just part of who I am, and I like it, and it's cool. And now I'm on a podcast talking about it, and, yeah, it's pretty... uh it's just it's just normal now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's at not all. a bad thing. I want to hear about your most craziest night that you've had with this. <clears throat> if there's one that sticks out to you, uh, I mean, I could tell you. I don't know if I even want to say how much I've spent in a night, but it was a lot. Um, Why I'll don't just, you call me I, and Alex over? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about it. I just don't want to say on the air because. I don't know. Then the IRS will like, You don't oh, have to say fuck? how much you've spent, but I want to hear like <laughs> yeah. a play-by-play of what happened. All right. I can tell you a couple of things, but one thing I think that stands out, and I almost kind of mentioned it before, was like the Turks and Caicos trip, because that was probably, I would say that weekend I probably spent the most, if you add everything up, 
Well, yeah, you're on <laughs> vacay. What... You bought the flight for her, yeah. I'm sure. You bought the food. Oh, you bought God. the hotel, the villa, whatever. I bought her more than one flight. So here's here's what happened. So the girl that I used to see all the time moved to California, okay. right? So I was like seeing other girls, and this time was a little bit crazy. I was spending a lot of money because the problem is when you don't have like one girl that you're seeing all the time, then you start developing a roster where it's like you got four or five different girls you could hit up. And like what happens is like when you want to see these girls, sometimes you'll text one of them that you really want to see. And she's not answering quick enough. Then you text like three more of them. And then like one of them gets back to you and comes over. And then as soon as the other one leaves, then all the other ones hit you up and start booking appointments. So it's like, it shit starts getting expensive. And then they start hitting you up when they need money or whatever. So then even when you're not in the mood, then you start getting in the mood because they're like hitting you up, like sending pictures and shit, trying to turn you on. So you'll fucking do nudes turn you on. Does that stuff turn you on? Yeah. Do nudes. If they send you like a nude, does that get you going? It could. It depends on what she's doing. Like, but like if it's just a plain nude, probably maybe not. It depends what she looks like too. I don't know. It like, it just depends. Like, like more likely what'll happen is like, I've had a girl like Snapchat me and be like, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And she's wearing a sexy outfit or doing something or dressed a certain way, like heels and like some kind of outfit. I don't know off the top of my head, but just throwing ideas out there. This is the kind of thing that'll happen when I'm like, oh, shit. now I'm locked and loaded. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing tonight. I'm fucking trying to get my work done so I can leave work earlier. Like I start fucking obsessing. So basically... I was in one of these mindsets where I'm like, probably seeing, I'm see, at least once a week I'm seeing somebody. I'm probably spending a lot of money. And <clears throat> this girl had moved to California like a couple months earlier, but she was still the best at this point because she had like three years of experience with me. And she was, she was your like first. my black belt. Huh? And she was your first, you said, right? She was my first. She was like my black belt. Like she was like, she went through like everything like she learned from like she became you know when when it's like you see the kung fu movie and yeah. the student becomes the teacher yeah like she like it was like that like she became like she started teaching me shit that i didn't know i like she was so, your little prodigy yo she was fucking good so she moved to cali and i didn't see her for a while and i was getting like stressed out because i work a lot like I, i'm i'm in a very high pressure job so I'm like, yo, I need to unwind. I hadn't been on vacation in like over a year. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Turks and Caicos. So I booked, out of nowhere, I just book a trip. I book a flight, book a hotel. Um, and I was just going to go solo and hang out on the beach. And what happened was, for some reason, this girl hits me up on Snapchat around this time. And she's like sending me pictures. And I'm like, yo. I'm going to Turks and Caicos on uh, Thursday. I'm like, you want to come? And she's like, yeah, definitely. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll book you a flight. <clears throat> so I book her this flight. Um, we meet up at the airport in Provo. And then we just like, we had like a week in, in uh, Turks and Caicos. Like just fucking, she didn't have to fucking spend a dollar. But like every dinner we went out to was like fucking, she drinks wine and shit. So we would be at a dinner and she'd like get a bottle of wine. And 
I was spending like 500 at every dinner, 250, 300 at every lunch. That's a lot. Like, I was, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like I was like I wasn't keeping track of this shit. It was like a $10,000 trip probably. At least. Like I fuck I, I know that by the time I even got there I probably spent 5 grand just on like the hotel and the flights. <clears throat> and then I bought like another probably I don't remember this is what I did. This is how sick I am and how much I know I spend money. I like emptied out my bank account and except for like five grand just to make sure like I had money. And I told my, I had, I'm, I was on commission. So I, I had a nice paycheck coming to me and I, I had two nice paychecks and I told my fucking boss at the time, I'm like, yo, don't give me these checks until I get back. <laughs> so I fucking, so I get on the airplane, I go to fucking Turks. The second to last day there, I'm like fucking out of money. So you I need call the my checks. boss. I'm like, I'm like, yo, wire me fucking twenty five hundred out of my check so that I could fucking just get through get through the next couple of days. And he was just like, You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But he wired me funny. So that was probably and then the the really crazy thing about it though is this fucking girl got so drunk that I had to like we get back to the hotel in a fucking cab at like two o'clock in the morning and she wouldn't wake up. I was fucking slapping her in the face, dumping water on her face and she wouldn't wake up just to make sure she, the, the way I made sure she was alive, I poured water on her face. And if you, if you're like passed out and water goes over your nostrils and your mouth, you'll like, you, you'll like spit it out. You know what I mean? Like you'll go yeah. and you'll spit it out so you can breathe. So when she did that, I'm like, all right, she's alive. So I fucking, picked her up and I fucking, I put her down on the floor and I went to, um, I, I this is what I did. I gave the cabbie, I, he knew I had like a stack of cash in my pocket. I gave him a $50 bill. I'm like, yo, stay here with her. I'm going to give you another hundred when I get back. Just fucking stay right here. So I fuck, I go inside and I'm like, yo, I need a wheelchair. I said, my wife hurt her ankle. <laughs> I was like, give me a wheelchair. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be like my girl drunk out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, they're going to fucking put a, a pill in her drink or something like that. Yeah. So, so I get this wheelchair. I fucking have the cabbie help me put her into the wheelchair and I had to fucking wheel her back to the room and I had to walk up three flights of stairs and this fucking asshole, the second I get it back into the room, she wakes up and she's like, I want, I want food. I'm hungry. I'm like, oh my god that up. sounds like something we would do that if would i drank yeah, that's totally tea. alex <laughs> oh <Tacos. my> god. <laughs> yeah. now she wants to wake up that was so that was probably the stupidest night um but yeah i mean the only reason that's even related to that girl i don't know i probably spent 10 grand on that trip that's being maybe a little bit conservative but uh and then i don't know what the other thing i was gonna bring up i got so lost in that story that I but i want to hear about like the actual details of like when they come over how does it begin what do they do first what do you like first like i know you like dick kicking choking do what toys do you like like tell me about the craziest night with that all right i'm not a big toy guy but i did do one thing one time where i had this girl come to my house i have a basement in my house that you have to go outside to get to. It's just got like a washer and dryer down there. And it's not finished, but there's like poles, like support beams in the basement. <clears throat> so I made her, I didn't make her. I, I asked her to fucking 
handcuffed me up in the fucking basement and locked me down there and then leave me down there for like, I don't know. I, I wanted it to be like a scenario almost where I was like, I guess maybe kidnapped, hostage, not like a hostage, but like captive. I don't know. Like, like where I was like actually locked up somewhere and I couldn't leave. So she locked me in the basement and I don't know how long she was gone because of my handcuffs. My hands were tied behind my back in the basement. It felt like maybe an hour. I don't I'd know be afraid I'd have to pee being tied up for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> That's like the uh, one thing just, that crosses my mind of being tied up and left there. Like, yo, I have to pee. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm actually surprised because, like, I do get anxiety about certain things, but I guess when you're horny, you don't really get anxious. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, I haven't proven that, but I think that's probably a thing. So, but I had no way of like telling her, like, unless I probably started screaming at the top of my lungs. But like, it, it was cool because like, I could hear her walking around my house. Like, I don't know. I think she went to the bathroom, and like, I heard her turn on the TV, and I was just like down there, like tied up for however long. And then after that, she came down and um, started like slapping me in the face, kicking me in the balls. Doing that type of shit. Do they use and like then, gloves or is it just barehanded, like open handed smacks? I'm not into all the theatrics. <laughs> like, I don't. You like, just like just a straight right, up like, slap. Yeah, you could just be like in regular street clothes and like that's fine. See, this I'd girl, bring my like fucking like, 16 ounce title gloves over and go at it at your face. <laughs> that would be cool too. I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to that either. But, like, bitch. Um, this, this girl was a professional, though, but this is the thing. She was a professional dominatrix, but we happened to just be friends because we met somehow, and, like, we were friends for a long time, and I never used to ask her to do anything because I didn't want our friendship to be about that. But then one day I just couldn't resist, and I was like, yo, listen, like, let's just fucking do this. So, so yeah, so she was dressed up in, like, leather and fucking really high heels i was gonna ask do you prefer the girls to be wearing stilettos or you don't care i do like that but then like after a while they they probably need to come off only because like you can only let somebody step all over you in stilettos for so long before it's just too much yeah and also just like i don't know i i kind of like feet too but like it's not like um the main attraction i'm just like i kind of like feet a little bit so, like, I'll notice nice feet if a girl has nice feet. So, yeah, so probably yes and no, but it'll probably start off with heels and then go to barefoot or in socks or something like that. Do you like um, them to wear outfits or just street clothes is okay? Do you prefer them to be in, like, leather outfits? Outfit. I could definitely get into an outfit, especially if there's, like, a, a role play behind it. Yeah. Like, if I was, if, if we planned it out and it was like, all right, you're going to act like you're my secretary. And I'm the owner of the company and you're going to embezzle money out of the company. That would be like a role play where you probably have to be dressed up like you're in an office attire. I'd be into that. You know I, I would mean? totally be into that. I'll embezzle all your money, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> See, like that would and be leave you I in the basement. <laughs> Bruised and yeah. Yeah. gasping for air. <laughs> 100%. Right. And, and like something like that or like, or like, you know, you're, you work at my company and, and all right. So, I'm like the owner of a company and you're an employee, but I said something sexually inappropriate. So now you're going to blackmail me and you're going to tell my wife unless Ooh. I fucking give you a bonus or something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. These aren't things that I planned out or that I've done before, 
but yeah, like I guess, yeah, the short answer is yeah, outfits could work, but like I don't need them. Like, there's one girl that every time she comes, she's like, "What should I wear?" I'm like, "I don't care." Like, you're probably not going to be wearing a lot by the time you leave. Like, just like fucking shorts and fucking I don't know, a skirt maybe, heels. It's, I'm not that into like what the outfits are. It's more about just like what's going on in the moment. Did you? But ever- yeah, I mean, I, I've had like I've had like candle wax, hot candle wax poured on me. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and that's a fucking mess. I'll never do that in my own house again. Hotels um, only, outdoors. <laughs> yeah, like there's certain things that you just learn that like you don't do in your own house. I'm thinking about when I buy a new house, I might keep the house that I have now and just use it as like a giant dungeon. Oh, <clears throat> okay. That's pretty cool, and you can rent it out. Right, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking about doing. Yeah, for like people with your fetish, like it'll be like a red room fetish that you can rent. Right, I could like I could divide my house into like one, two, three, probably four or five different scenarios or different types of rooms. Put a fucking St. Andrew's cross somewhere in here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like really, I don't think I think I've kind of given. I've had my fucking head fucking, my face stomped on. Um, Do you get like black and blues, bloody, bloody lips, bloody noses, shit like that? I've had, I haven't had a bloody nose yet. Um, I haven't had, uh, I've had a fat lip, I think one time, but like, it's not really, I think most girls are a little bit careful when it comes to like the face and shit like that. Yeah. Um, do you like your but nipples yeah, like, being squeezed? Like nipple clamps and I shit like that? that? You do. I fucking hate nipple play. Okay. I, I had this girl, I had the girl that was like a professional dominatrix, that, the one that handcuffed me in the basement and did all that shit. She w- had a thing about always fucking going after my nipples and I hated it. I was like, yo, I, I, at one point I was like, yo, and, and here's the other thing too. I don't like girls touching my like ass or like trying to eat my ass. And I've had girls try to do that before. I just thought about that. That's one of my like hard limits. I do not like the way it feels when somebody touches my ass. Some yeah, guys so love it, and some guys do not let you near it, and they have a panic attack when you even put a fucking tip of a me. pinky in. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Like I had a girl that was like really wanted to like eat my ass, and first she was blowing me, and then while she was down there, she's like, "Oh, like I want to eat your ass." I was like, "No, don't do it." And then she tried to, and I, like, ran away. I, like, started flailing <laughs> like, around. Ah! No, like, I was flailing around my bed like a fool. And, and I, I got away, and then she was like, all right, all right, fine, I'll just blow you. And I was like, I didn't trust her enough to even let her blow me anymore because I was afraid she was going to go near my ass. So I, just, I just wouldn't let her. Do I you, went in the bathroom and jerked off. Do you, do you have, like, a safe word if it gets too violent? Yeah, yeah I have a, I have safe, I have, it's a, it always kind of changes. You usually go, go over that when uh when you're with a girl, but now I have one that I stick to. Artichoke. What's your I safe do, word? Well, now this is... I talked to a professional about this, and I found out this is the way you really do it. You oh. use the, the red light, yellow light, and green light system. So it, as long as everything's good, it's a green light. But if it starts getting close to where you can not really handle it, but it's still, like, right there, you go yellow light. So that means, like, keep doing what you're doing, but don't go too much further than what you're doing. Okay. And then if it's, like, if you have to stop, red light. So that's that's really the way I do it now. I just stick to that. 
But I used to just like pick something random. So if a girl was at my house, she's like, all right, what safe word are we using? I'd look around. I'd see like an apple on the kitchen table. I'd be like, apple. Okay. Do you ever put like one of those vice things on your dick or your oh, balls? Oh, yeah. Like a chastity thing for your dick. Oh, I would. I haven't done that. I thought about that. I I really thought about it. Um, I think it would be cool. But the problem is with that, like... I would almost have to do that with somebody I'm in a relationship with because if I ever really wanted to take it off, like I need you to be around to be like, yo, like this needs to come off right now. Yeah. But it, but also like at the same time, if I just had a spare key, I would just take it off whenever I really want to. So it would probably have to be somebody I'm in a pretty, I don't have to be in a relationship, but if we're like, it, it, let's say I had a, a Dom that I, that was like always, that I was always with, you know, for a long enough period of time. And she was local enough. I'd be like, yeah, like we could do that. But I just haven't, I haven't been in the right situation with the right person to explore that yet, I guess. That's big in the micro wiener community or the cucks. Like the cuck will be Uh in the corner with the belt on while the bull is Uh fucking their wives. (laughs) I've seen that, but with, with financial domination, the way that that is, is like you keep that shit on all week so that you just get super horny and then how do you pee pee i the way i think those devices have like a hole in it so you could piss through it oh um, like a cat yeah, I think they have a- <laughs> how do you poo? Yeah, like, <laughs> i don't i don't i'll maybe send you a picture of the ones that i've seen but they could be assless <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no these, these things these things like they attach to like your balls and your dick it's literally, it looks like a cage. So yeah, can, no, like, I've seen the pictures of them. <clears throat> yeah, so it doesn't cover your ass up, and you could piss through it, it looks like. But what happens is, like, you know, the the dom ends up ends up saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to take it off and let you come unless you fucking spend this much money. Oh. Yeah. I would get so much money out of the person. Right, exactly. That's the whole fifty thousand dollars, and I won't swallow <laughs> this key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I how mean, you so, end up so, dead so, on this in Gilgo yeah. Beach. So I have a question, which we okay. like to look into, kind of like the psychological aspect of this. Do you think this is kind yeah. of like a humiliation thing for you that you like? Have you ever looked at yeah. it that way? So you like yeah, so the humiliation of it? Yeah, it's partially the humiliation, and it's, part, it's also the control. It's like the control thing because for like for a man, like a lot of times, you know, your your power or control in a relationship is usually partially the financial part. Yep. Um, Especially if you're so, a big CEO of a company, a boss, a right. head honcho. It's like those, you right. find out that those people are the ones with the fetishes. The, you know, they like to right. be the subs. They end up being the babies. They like, you know, they like yeah. a lot of, you know, dominatrixes in their life because they're so in control of everything else that the bedroom's the one place where they can be a sub. I feel the same way. I'm very controlling at my job and I do not like to be in control in the bedroom. So I get that. Yeah. So it, it's like partially that. And then there is like a humiliation aspect. So I, don't, I don't think I really mentioned it, but like part of it is like while I'm getting fucking stepped on and 
beat up and everything. Like, I'll have the girl, like, talking shit, like, you know, give me your money, you fucking loser, piece of shit, like, stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's, like, yeah, that's definitely, like, humiliation-driven. But, like, the weird thing is, too, is, like, maybe I'm getting older or something, I don't know. But, like, sometimes, like, if I like somebody, like, when I was dating somebody, you know, we do this stuff. Sometimes I would not be wanting to make it so, like, rough. Like, sometimes I want to still be dominated, but, like, in a more sensual type of way. Um, still, like, the same idea, but, like, maybe don't beat the shit out of me. Just force me to give you money, but you're going to fucking also blow me and, like, you know, something like that. So it, 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 it depends on the mood you're in. Sometimes you just want to fucking be brutalized and abused, and sometimes you kind of... For me, at least, sometimes I would more want to have, like, a uh, still be dominated, but more in a sensual way. What does your therapist say about the control and the humiliation aspect of it? Does she say anything or he say anything? Well, I think, so here's the crazy thing. My, my, everything in my life is, like, a little bit hard to believe. Not everything, but, like, certain things. So around this time, I was having a breakthrough with this therapist, and, like, fucking ex-girlfriend started showing up um at that office um oh like right after you what exactly oh and I just, fuck like, no i would have been and, like sorry and, new therapist well that's what happened so but now here this is why it's even weirder too so that therapist knew that she was my ex and like she, and, and here's the thing we had me and that ex hadn't probably talking like six months or something like that so one day i walk out and, and like me and my therapist were starting to get somewhere with, with everything and we didn't even really touch the iceberg on like the actual sexual fetishes or anything like that i was just telling her i was just starting to like loosen up and tell her like yeah like i i, I kind of have a feel like i have a sex addiction but i didn't really get into the details of it yet so we're getting into this stuff and I walk out, I see my ex-girlfriend sitting there with her new boyfriend, and I'm like, like, I didn't even say anything, I just was like, I just walked to my car, and I was like, did I just really fucking see that? And, and then, like, I'm sitting there in my car, and the fucking, the new boyfriend comes out and starts talking to me. Ew. Yeah, like, he starts talking to me, right? And I'm like, like, he literally waved me down, I just remember, I was driving, he like waved, like, flagged me down. So I, I roll my window down. I'm like, what's up? He's like, he's like, oh, because um, this guy is in the fucking 12-step meetings that I go to. <clears throat> and he's like. So you know the boyfriend like, from AA? From so, somewhere. Or where, whichever meeting, meeting go you go to. Yeah. So so this fucking guy. Yeah. I, I knew you, him, was the I ex in AA too or, or 12-step or whatever? Yeah. She was at the time, yeah. Okay. So. So this is what happened. Like this guy, when he first came to his first meeting, I took him out to like the diner with a bunch of my friends and I introduced him to a guy who ended up sponsoring him. And then like somehow, I don't know how he started dating my ex after I broke up with her, but I never stayed in touch with him really. So when he came out to wave me down, I thought he was going to ask me some shit about recovery or a meeting, but in the back of my head, I'm like, you just want to fucking, I don't know what, but I know it's like not genuine, whatever you're about to say. So he starts asking me about like a work thing, like asking me about like an investment or something. I don't know, but I just, I was polite about it. And I'm like, whatever. And, uh, I gave him whatever information he was looking for. 
And then I was like, all right, man, have a good one. Talk to you later. And then like, so things got so weird. Like my ex hit me up and was like, oh, what did you say to such and such? And I'm like, bitch, why the fuck are you at my therapist? Like with your, like, if you don't want me to talk to him, why are you bringing him where you know I'm going to be? You know, I don't know. So then long story short, I didn't go back to my therapist because it was just getting weird. Cause she kept on asking me about my ex. She was like, are you okay with her being in the same waiting room when you're leaving? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about her. I don't care. She can do whatever she wants. And she just kept on. I think the therapist had some weird thing with me and her because she just kept on asking me about the ex. And then one day I was just like, yo, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's conflict so never- of interest too. Yeah. She shouldn't have took her on as a patient knowing that's your ex. Well, she could take whoever she wants on, but I feel like the therapist should have scheduled that shit better, like not directly right. after you, maybe an hour later. And don't bring her up yeah. in your session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird unless you yeah. bring it up yourself. Right. Yeah, she had a habit of doing that. Like, and, and believe me, we spent sessions talking about that girl because like it was an act. Like we just, at one point we had just broken up and it was, a, it was it wasn't a good breakup. So we spent plenty of sessions talking about it, but we were past it at this point. Now I'm, I'm ready to talk to her about the next girl that's giving me a fucking headache. And she's still bringing up the last one, like every session, like, oh, how, how are you doing with that? Have you spoken to her? No, I haven't spoken to her. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm acting like this now. I ended up fucking hooking up with that girl like, you know, for another two and a half years on and off, but yeah, I'm don't we saying. always? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The crazy ones in recovery are always the best fucks, man. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just said to mm-hmm. Alex, I feel like my future husband's like not sober yet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. That's one thing that I say. Like, like I'm young still, and like, I'm 29. So like, I my fucking future wife could be like three rehabs away from everything <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah they're <laughs> always way more fun when they have a fucking past history and they're like recovered from it and you're on the same wavelength of each other but like i don't want them right. to be like a relapse city just like somebody that's as fucked up in the head as me that like we yeah. can like <laughs> get vibe down on that we level. can vibe on that level <laughs> yeah i think i have to stop dating women that are like I have to take the girls that I'm initially attracted to and just not go after them because I'm always just attracted to the ones that are the absolute worst. I love a good felon. Alex does too. We love a good felon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know what, see like that says, I feel like that says more about us than it does about them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred fucking percent. There was this guy that I was like, you know, kind of, playing with I guess you could say and then I found out that he's like a straight up drug addict and I was like dude if I knew this about you a few months ago I would have been all over you then <laughs> like why did you hide this from me it would have been on like King Kong <laughs> so anything else you want to add I don't think so I just you know, I, I think that if I answered all the questions, I pretty much said everything that I feel like it's it just, these things are always hard because it's like, not that I've done this a thousand times, but like anytime somebody brings this up, like even at my job when they were like playing 21 questions with me, it's hard for me to just like 
because like I said before, I feel like I'm not the same person when I'm doing these things. It's like I'm in an alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I snap out of it and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, now I got to clean up fucking candle wax all over my fucking living room floor. Well, it's but, like the porn when you're watching the porn and then you're really into right. it and then you fucking get off and you're like, dude, what the fuck did I just watch? Like that is filthy. <laughs> I have thrown my phone across the room, literally, <laughs> in disgust. Like, fucking thrown it. Like, I'm humiliated at the fucking, like, gangbang shit that I'm watching <laughs> while I'm, like, getting uh -huh. off and I'm so turned on. And then I get off and I, we wake up from it that, like, post, like, fucking orgasm clarity. And you're like, God damn, man, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had so many times. Like, oh, I, I almost forgot to bring up, like, I, I, webcam girls also kind of, like, played into, like, the progression, too. Because oh. before I, like, I forgot, I totally forgot. Before I was, like, grew enough balls to, like, meet somebody in person, I would get, like, webcam girls from, I don't know if I, if, well, they're not a sponsor, but my free cam. I would go on my free cam. And then, like, you know, you find different places to find these girls. And now they're just all on like Snapchat premium or whatever. But back then you would just like get them on Skype or on my free cams or whatever. So, so many times, like after I'm done, I'm just like, like the, like the girl would like still be talking. I'd be like, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck you. And just hang up because, like, because, <laughs> because she's still like saying like humiliating shit. And now I'm like normal again. And I'm like, ah. Oh, Fuck you. Just hang up on them. As they're like, fuck you, little man, you piece of shit. Like after yeah. the post nut clarity. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you and your whole Romanian village, bitch. <laughs> they're literally all in Romania. Did you pay them to like diss you on camera? To do what? To diss you, to like humiliate you and like oh, make fun yeah, of you on yeah. camera. Oh. Fuck yeah. Listen, to them, that's the craziest thing about it. Like, to them, I think, I, I, there's this one girl that actually, like, you, you know, we, like, talk on WhatsApp now all the time. But um, she was telling me in Romania, it's crazy. I think she said, like, I think it was three or $400 a month is all of her monthly bills, like American dollars. Wow. So... Yeah, I, I don't know if it was 400 or 600 Maybe it was 800 She's probably whatever it was, loaded it was like from you. Yo, like, literally, probably. You know how many times I fucking, like, probably paid her monthly bills in, like, one night? Yep. Fuck. So, whatever. She was cool. She's still, I'm, I'm actually friendly with her, but, like, I don't do, like, the webcam thing very often at all unless I'm really in a pinch and I don't have time to have somebody come over. And actually, during the pandemic, it came back a little bit. Yeah. The webcam girls probably cleaned up. Yo, Best um, Buy, you I, could not buy a fucking webcam for, like, months during quarantine. Not even kidding. I was flipping them. I, I was getting them. I had, a, a like, a bot on Best Buy that was sending me. It had my credit card hooked up, and it yeah. was just sending me webcams, and I was putting them on eBay and shit. Yeah, I but, tried to look for one. I wanted to start webcamming during quarantine to make a couple extra bucks, but then I just started OnlyFans, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, OnlyFans is cool. I don't, 
like there's a lot of girls that I've known from over the years and like, oh, buy my OnlyFans. And it's like, I'll never log into that shit. Yeah, because that's not don't. like active. That's not like a live video for you. That's just like they're, it's yeah. almost like a page for everybody. Yeah, I, I need it to be like personal. I get that. Yeah, so, and, and I kind of need to like have them do exactly what I want them to do. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. like, I don't know how, oh, so the webcam thing, that was something that like, you know, played into me getting really into it because that was something else where the girls would be like, all right, what are you into? And I would start telling them and they'd be like, well, you went to this, this and that. And I'm like, I don't really know. What is that? And then they would tell me and I would be like, oh yeah, that could be cool. We could try that. So the webcam girls definitely helped. I guess that's all I really have to add to it. So the mm. webcam, I don't know. I might've, I might've had another point with those webcam girls, but I don't remember anymore. Well, if you think of it later, just text us. Yeah, maybe it'll be like on a Q and A or something. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And if you have any <laughs> friends that want to get their dick kicked, let me and Alex know, and we'll do it for money. I'm the only one in my group that are into that, but I mean, <laughs> I'll hit you guys up. All right, Richie, thank you so <laughs> yeah, thank much. Thank you so much. This was so no intriguing, problem. so amazing. I'm so happy to have you on to our podcast, and I loved every second of your interview. Thank you. It was a fun time. I hope you guys have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, later. Bye. Bye. Whoa. (laughs) That was a good episode. Okay, so PSA to anybody that listened that's into financial domination, DM us. Yo, hit us up. Hit us up. Seriously. We will kick your fucking dick sack over and over and over again for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And we, you know, we love humiliating people. We so love that's, humiliating it's people. It's so easy. It's so easy. I will con- like totally rip, rip on your little micro pee pee yep. while I kick your dick sack and tie you up and hit you in the face with my fucking 16 ounce gloves and leave you there <laughs> bleeding if you pay me. I feel like that could be my dream relationship. No, seriously. (laughs) So DM us, disappointed but not surprised on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, disappointed but not surprised pod, or you can find us on Twitter. Podcast DBNS. Yeah. Even we're even on TikTok, man. Just find us. Yeah, it's DBNS period. We're very podcast easy to find. We're easy to find. DM us. Seaborn DMs us as microwiener all the time, and we make fun of him, and he gets pleasure from it. And we but get it, nothing. And we get nothing. But if you want to pay us to kick your dick sack, we will do that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll literally squeeze your dick skin off <laughs> for five hundred bucks. <laughs> We turn into like American Psycho, like electrocuting the person with the car jumper. <laughs> they're like screaming, you know, horrible pain. And, like, and we'll just like, have their he wallets. He likes it. He likes it. And they're like fried to death. And we're like, oh shit. I'll make sure they pay me first. <laughs> and then we'll run and leave them in the basement. <laughs> And then, like, call the back pages number as their last left number that they call yep. so that it'll lead the trail to somebody else. Ooh, good idea. Right? You're giving up all our moves, though. I know. Damn it. I know. Alex and I both said before that if we ever murdered somebody, we'd probably get away with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that was a topic of conversation, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, before we close out. Confession Confession Corner. Corner. Start us off. All right. First confession. 
The craziest thing I've shoved in my vagina. Oh, God. <sighs> Hubby likes shoving some soft-boiled eggs up my vagina. I can hold three. And then I squat down and lay the egg like a, a hen, and Hubby <laughs> will eat them being coated in my juices. <laughs> Ew. Remember when you pranked my ex and you said that you could shove eight apples in your vagina? <laughs> yeah. And he knew it was us. <laughs> well, who the fuck else says shit like that? We just wanted to see if he was alive because he's a drug addict. He wasn't an ex. He was like a pseudo ex. And Alex pranked him and said that she could shove eight <laughs> apples in her vagina. After many other things. And he knew it was us. <laughs> Nobody else fucking talks like that. Nobody else talks like that. I mean, honestly, it was a dead giveaway when we said we could queef on command and shove shit up in our vagina. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's a little much to shove. And she knows how many soft-boiled eggs she can fit up there. Go for four. Go for four. Let us know if you could do four next time. Yeah. Alex said she could shove eight apples in her vagina and they were the (laughs) Granny Smith ones. (laughs) Wait, and then we found a fucking video on Pornhub of a oh, girl yeah. sending apples, shoving apples in her vagina, and we sent him the picture. <laughs> and he didn't think it was funny. Yeah, he but didn't we find did. it funny, but we did. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Which kind of leads us into our next confession. No, not really. This is fucked up. I was I fingered my mom while she, while <laughs> wait, sorry. I fingered my sleeping mom when I was 15 and still feel awful about it. Until I was a little over 16, I used to sleep with my mother in the same bed. Red flag number one. Yeah, red flag. Adult baby syndrome. Yes. As a teenager, I was very addicted to porn and very horny. Sometimes when my mother was passed out drunk, I used to touch her bottom. And once I even kissed it. Ew. (laughs) But one night. This has to be made up. But one night I decided to finger her with one hand and masturbate with the other one. After that, I'd forgotten all about it for a long time. But the summer of 2019, it all came back. When I first remembered it, my mood was really bad. But sometimes it got better. I even remember crying once because of it. I just tell myself that I was only 15. I didn't hurt anyone. But that doesn't really change the fact that I did it. I know I'm a different person now. I would never do anything as disgusting as that. But I can't forgive myself. I don't want to ruin the rest of my life for something I did as a 15-year-old. But I just can't forget that I fingered my own mom. I think this person needs to see a therapist. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine, like, having to tell somebody that. Yeah, that's weird. When she's drunk and he kissed her snatch, imagine the mom was kind of awake for it and like knew what was going on but didn't want to embarrass her kid. Oh, I can't imagine because I would fly out of the bed and be like, get out of here, you horny bastard. Yeah, that's so weird. But the fact that you're sleeping with your 15-year-old son in general is odd to me. You all live in a fucking trailer city in like Oklahoma and you fucking (laughs) feed each other breast milk. (laughs) uh but yeah thanks for writing in thanks for writing in all right last confession i 20 female stole my parents dildo (sighs) okay years ago when i was 16 looking for weed in my parents room i stumbled upon a realistic nine inch dildo being a horny teen i grabbed it and used it the way god intended (laughs) how else would you use it 
A vase. I guess. This went on for a year before I met my significant other. Only a few days ago, after an unfortunate coincidence, I walked in on my parents in bed with my dad having the dildo I rode all the way shoved up. I never told them I saw and ran away as quickly as possible. I will never be the same. I learned my dad's into pegging the worst way possible. Whoa. That, how does the parents not hear her walk in on them? I don't know. Unless you're so into it and you're screaming in ecstasy. I don't, I don't know. know. I would hear the door creak open, I would think. Maybe they were like jamming out to Barry Manilow as they were doing it. Um, <laughs> side note. Oh, God. Side what? note. No, this is amazing. So my manicurist is seeing this guy. Who can only come while Richard Marx is playing in the oh, background? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like he loves 80s music and he loves Richard Marx. He I could think of better 80s music to get down to than loves that. Richard Marx. He can only come to Richard Marx playing in the background. I'm like, run. Run for your fucking life. Yeah, that's not a good sign. I don't know. I'd rather have my man be like, listen, I need you to kick me in the dick a few times. Oh, absolutely. Then be like, babe, I need Richard Marks playing in the background. I would not be able to get you off with that would, was playing I'd be in the background. so dry. You'd have to like fucking wet my vagina with the tears coming out of my face. <laughs> because like that scenario would not work for me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Although I made one of my exes play the corn album. That well, that when corn we, album would be good to like hate fuck somebody. Yeah, we too. were butt fucking one night. And oh, he, oh, I, okay. <laughs> and I made him play the whole Got the Life album from Corn, whatever it was, with yeah. that album in the background <laughs> for like hours on end. We repeated it. But like, yo, Richard Marx is not okay. No. Run for the hills. Run for the fucking hills. All right, guys, that concludes another episode of Fuckery. Follow us on social media. Give us five stars on iTunes, guys. We'd really appreciate your love. Yeah, um, since we got to build like up us. Carrie's two stars. Fuck you, Carrie, and your two stars, you dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and my shrieking voice. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, guys, have a happy, happy holiday. Hopefully the next time, well, this this is probably our last episode of 2020. No, we'll do another one. We'll do another one before the new year. Yeah, we'll do another one before the new year. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. and Hopefully we, China doesn't nuke us. Yeah, hopefully China doesn't nuke us and we won't be in lockdown on our next episode. Burr! Burr! Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised